0: Okay, so we have special guests speaking today. She doesn't need a lot of introduction in this house. Um, Jackie is a friend um, of Field of Dreams, a friend of this house. We love to be able to welcome you here today. Jackie, As I, if you don't know her, evangelist, soul winner, miracle worker, um, loves the Lord, loves to lead people to the Lord, loves to see people meet the Lord. So let's stand up and welcome her Today, thank you so much. Wow, thank you, Rachel, for that amazing introduction, and thank you, Fod Family. I'm super excited to be here today. I actually booked my flights um, to have a family weekend, so I'm down here for a family weekend because it's good for my soul. <laughs> Hallelujah! It's good to be in the company of um, people that really love Jesus and love to love on Jesus. And not just words, but actually intentionally loving on Jesus. And this church in particular is a gate over the nation. And the word says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And truly this house is a house that enters the courts, the gates of the kingdom of heaven. And I know because this morning I actually got really rocked in worship. <laughs> who here got blessed? Who he was here this morning. That song, The Blessing from Generation to Generation. I could really feel the Father, his hand so firmly upon me. And I just want everyone to be encouraged that God's hand is upon this house and upon what Rachel and Todd are doing. It's something very, very remarkable. And not only that, you are shaking the heavens, not only over Adelaide, but over South Australia. You're shaking the heavens over our nation. And actually, this is a very well-known house throughout the globe, Field of Dreams Church, as a highly prophetic church. And if you ever mention Field of Dreams Church, especially in the, the midst of prophets, they will know with a fear of the Lord, with reverence for Christ Jesus, that this is a very important house. And I know that angels peer into this place. And so you are very, very blessed to be here. If this church was in Sydney, then I would be going to this church. Uh, but the Lord sent me out, and He has a habit of doing that when you're an evangelist. I've been an evangelist for over a decade. And then who here loves, Daryl and Belinda. Yeah, when I was first saved... They were my pastors at Jubilee Church in Sydney 15 years ago. And so I knew them before they were married. I actually lived with Belinda for a little while just before they got married. And so they are long-term uh, family members. And I'm just so thankful that I get to be here today. Amen? Amen. You know, he takes the lonely and puts them into family. And that's exactly what he did to my life. And so when I speak to you today, I just really want you to know that God is here and He's present. I even believe He's going to manifest His presence as I'm speaking today. Some of you will feel the fear of the Lord actually operate. And I love that Dan, I feel like the, the reverence for the Lord today was so strong in this place. And I was weeping under the presence of God, and I actually probably shouldn't say this, but I went to uh, the little back room there and just got on my knees and was just singing this song about the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And I was just so overcome by the reverence for His holiness and the reverence for who He is. And truly, God is in this place, and we all know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is a wise bunch of people. You are wise, say, I am wise, because I have the fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So I'm going to talk to you this afternoon about the purpose of Pentecost. What is the purpose of Pentecost? Why did the Holy Spirit come? And a lot of you that were here this morning experienced the power of God, because the Bible talks about not coming with wise and persuasive words, but a demonstration of power so that people's faith is not in the, the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. As so we actually experienced a, a, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit touching people's lives today. And so I want to talk to you today about the purpose of Pentecost. Who here is keen to know about the purpose of Pentecost? Amen. Okay, it says this in Acts 4, verse 33. It says, and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. And so, the reason why we have Pentecost is because we need to be a witness. We need power to be a witness. If you were running a race, would you need power at the end of the race, or would you need power before the race in order to run your race effectively? And so I believe that some of us, we, you know, we're crying out to God for power. We're crying out to God uh, for a fresh touch or a fresh touch of anointing. But I believe that He wants to remind us the reason why we have this power. Because you can get touched. You can get hit by God. You can receive a revelation or you can receive truly the power of the Holy Spirit, because the Bible says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so that power, like Daniel talked about, is dunamis, explosive power. It's, it's so explosive, it does things that confounds the wise, it sets the captives free, and that race that we need to run, you know, we don't get to the end of the race and then ask for power. We ask for power before we begin the race so that we go out with explosive power and the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the grave. Amen? And so it says, uh, with great power the apostles gave witness. And witness is the proof of the resurrection. And so religious people or even people from other religions do not necessarily agree with the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. And we can see in the Bible the account of the witnesses that actually witnessed, hundreds of people that witnessed Jesus Christ being alive after he was in the grave. On the third day, he rose again from the grave. Jesus Christ is alive today. Amen. And so, a lot of people witnessed Jesus when he when he was resurrected. They saw the resurrected King. If you even think of Thomas, when Thomas was saying, "I will not believe unless I put my hand in his side and my fingers through his now pierced hands," and Jesus said to him, "Well, blessed are those that believe and yet have not seen." And so, that is the substance of faith. And so, we believe. Even though we have not necessarily seen, but because we have the Holy Spirit, we have the witness of the one true living God within us, and we cry, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. And so it's that witness of the Holy Spirit that we have within us. It's the proof of the resurrection. The whole purpose of having this power is to witness the proof that Jesus Christ is alive. Why do we need to witness that Jesus Christ is alive? And one of the things that I say on the streets, I always say, he's not just still hanging on the cross, he's not a dead man, he's not six feet under in the grave, and he's not just the name in the book. He's a resurrected king, and upon the boldness of our proclamation and the preaching of the gospel, that's how we see the signs and the wonders and the miracles, it says this in Matthew 24, verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. It says in Luke 11, verse 20, but if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God is come upon you. And so we know through revelation that the kingdom of God is upon us, within us. And because of the kingdom of God within us, the kingdom we know is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so because of that, when we go out and we know the kingdom can come near to people, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the kingdom of heaven has come close to you, wherever you go, no matter who you talk to the kingdom of heaven is at work within you, and the kingdom of heaven is being released in you and through you. And when you speak to someone, if you have the revelation that the kingdom of heaven has come near to them, then you'll manifest the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to show you what the kingdom of heaven looks like in Sydney. Does anyone want to see this? I love the fact. That God put it on my heart to preach the gospel at Sydney Town hall and to confuse the principalities and powers of the region over the biggest city in our nation. Sydney has six million people. There's about 25, 26 million people in the whole of our nation. God showed me that because Sydney is like a beach, can be a beachhead for the gospel for the nation. And so God is putting his power on display through the preaching of the gospel in Sydney. So I'm going to ask the guys up the back, if you would just show first just the photos. We're just going to run through these photos. So just hold there for a moment. Now this is just me, like John the Baptist, (laughs) crying out in the wilderness. This is right in front of Town Hall Steps at Sydney. I began this... Just over a year ago in this in the space of one year, I have seen God do the most amazing things just show the next slide this is just uh, I think it was last Friday night or the one yeah this last last Friday night so this is not probably even uh, three quarters of the people that were out on Friday night because it was at the end of the night we have pastors leaders other churches different denominations this is All over Sydney, whosoever comes, we have a database of 150 evangelists from all across the city that come and preach the gospel on Friday nights. We have won over 700 people to the Lord. Just on Friday nights, if you'll skip to the next one. Oh, These two guys on Friday night, I was equipping YWAMers on Friday night. And so this guy here, he was preaching the gospel. And uh, I taught him how to give an altar call. And these two guys here, the one on the right is actually wearing a skirt. Both of them repented of their sins. Very sincerely, we have got Gen Z with an identity crisis. They need the gospel, the pure, undiluted gospel, And so both of these repented of their sins, received Jesus, gave their contact details. We have a follow-up procedure to get them into the body of Christ, into fellowship. Amen. It's not just about saying a prayer, but it's about following Jesus. And then the next slide. This is normal on a Friday night. This is the worshipers. We start with prayer at 6 p.m. in an upper room. One of my friends is fourth-generation opal cutters. He keeps moving walls out of their office, like ripping walls apart so he can cope with the expansion so that we can cry out and travail for souls before we hit the streets. So this is me there right in the middle, And uh, we just go and we worship and then we, we just escalate the worship and then we preach and then we worship, we preach, we worship. People come to the Lord. You can go to the next slide. This is the Friday night before. You can go to the next slide. So this is people worshiping Jesus. You can go to the next slide. This is a guy, people constantly weeping on the streets The guy on the left is Joao. He's an amazing worship leader, so anointed. The guy on the right is Colton. He's an upcoming hot, hot evangelist. We don't deliver the gospel cold. we We deliver it hot. And so this is a couple guys giving their life to Jesus. You can go to the next slide. This is the week before worship. That there on the right is the steps of town hall. I'm believing for the keys to town hall in Jesus' name. Next slide again. Jesus is the way. So worship again. That's town hall in the background there. Next slide. That's it. Okay, awesome. So you can see that God is moving mightily in Sydney. Amen. I'm just going to play a short clip right now. And um, in that short clip, you're just going to see a little bit further about what God is doing with these salvations.
1: am today you could continue on and on i was not the brother i am today i was not the friend i am today i was not the saved soul that i am today
0: this world every single person is searching for love every single person is searching for affection for longing for freedom God
1: that today. I, I am, a child am a child of the most high God. Of the most high In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen. Woo! Amen. Everyone, give these guys a massive round of applause. Just wait up, wait up, up. Amen. Amen. Do you feel encouraged? God is gonna shake our nation. He's going to shake it to the core. I don't know if you saw that tag at the end, but Heaven's Harvest. It's because uh, about six years ago, I had an encounter with the harvesting angels. And I saw them rushing to the earth. As they were rushing to the earth, they were swarming by me. And I looked out and I saw the earth and the Lord brought the earth close to me. And I could see these harvesting angels Harvesting the earth, harvesting the earth. And I said to the Lord, it's a global harvest. He said, no, it's heaven's harvest. Heaven is harvesting the earth. And you are partnering with heaven for the end times harvest. Amen. The gospel is good news. You know, there's so many people in this video, Cleopend. To me, they're not just a person saying a prayer, someone that I've spent time with. You know, I had a guy who saw us online one night. He raced to the city, jumped in the city in an Uber, and then got there to the city, and he said, I need to speak to the pastor. He said, I need to get right with God. And I led him to the Lord, and there was, you know, a visiting pastor there from uh, Living Grace Church, and so I introduced him, led him to the Lord, and that man, within two weeks, he read the entire Bible. He was so hungry for God. Mark my words, there are people out there that are so hungry for God. They're so desperate for God. They're desperate for something, and they don't know what it is. And When they see real authentic love, they come running you know we 've just had people they they come running to the altar and we 've had people rip off their shirts, throw out their vapes, their cigarettes, their drugs, their ice pipes, everything you name it they just rush to the altar, they drop it all sometimes they rip their clothes off, and they just look up to God at the sky with you know on the ground and we're just like so confounded by the fact that people need Jesus. And God is coming so quickly on the earth. And you've probably heard this before that if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? I think that some of you today, God wants to give you an impartation for faith for the harvest. You know, one sowed Apollos' waters, but God gives the increase. And I think we need to stop thinking, oh, but what if I sow and nothing happens? That's not your job to make something happen. You know, when the Philistines were going after Saul, and they cut off Saul's head, and when they won the battle, when the Philistines won the battle, and they cut off Saul's head, they went out and proclaimed, they went out and proclaimed the death of the king, right? And they proclaimed the news to the people. And it says this in 1 Samuel 31, verse 9. And they cut off his head and stripped off his armor and sent word throughout the land of the Philistines to proclaim it in the temple of their idols among the people. Now, this is a prototype, if you will, of the gospel. Because the Philistines were going out and they were proclaiming that their enemy, that they'd overcome their enemy, and they were proclaiming their good news. And in a similar way, we've got good news, good tidings, and God moves upon our proclamation. And so we do the same by proclaiming the good news. And it's called this word, Besar, B E S A R, Besar. And it talks about a revival king. Revival king being fallen, but we are the victors. So if you understand that analogy, if we have a king who's overcome death, Hades, the grave, our king has overcome every religious demon and he conquered the grave for us and our proclamation is about proclaiming the fact that we have a victor, that we have the victory through Jesus Christ, amen? And so the enemy has fallen, fallen and we have good tidings. It says this in Isaiah 52, verse 7, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. We need to alert people to the fact that our God reigns. Our God reigns. Our King has come and defeated principalities, powers, high thing that that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And so that's our proclamation. Jesus Christ is alive. Turn from the empty way of life and turn to Jesus. And when you walk in the light, the darkness is behind you. I'm very passionate about the gospel, I'm passionate about raising up evangelists, I'm passionate about the body of Christ witnessing to the lost and the broken, and those that are starved and in the valley of decision. And I remember years ago when I was first saved, and Jesus actually saved me 15 years ago from suicide. Saved me out of a DV, and I was very distraught after that, and I remember being at Coogee Beach and... I cried out to God and He came and He saved me. I knew, I knew before that. I knew exactly how I was going to take my life and what I was going to do. I didn't want my own life, but I gave it to Him. And He made something so beautiful out of my life. I honestly, you know, I just really believe that if you really yield your life to Jesus, if you really submit to what He wants to do in your life, He will turn everything in your life together for your good and give you beauty for ashes, and joy for mourning. And that's how it was in my life all those years ago, but I honestly, the revelation of the fact that Jesus Christ saved me is a daily revelation that I constantly and in awe of, the fact that he saved me, and the fact that he's still saving souls. So I'm about my father's business, and it's my greatest privilege to win souls to Jesus. Is there anyone here in the room that is also an evangelist, a soul winner, who loves winning souls to the Lord? Yeah. There's an impartation upon this today. I love laying hands on the evangelist and commissioning the evangelist, and I'll do that at the end as well. But I also want to share with you guys um, just a little bit about my backstory, because I wasn't always like this, and Jesus gripped my heart, and I love people, I love souls, but something that I have discovered lately, a lot of the people or evangelists that come into the group, we're actually called SFV, Sydney Fire Evangelism, a lot of the people that come into the group, they get saved from these debauchous paths, and the Lord showed me, like King David, when everyone else went out to war, but David stayed behind, and he got himself into mischief, he got himself into trouble. Because he stayed behind instead of everyone else going out to war. And if we live our life idle, if we live our life in complacency, then potentially we could get ourselves into trouble instead of fulfilling what God wants to fulfill in our lives. And so the Lord showed me this. And so now, when someone repents and gives their life to Jesus, I want to see them out there. I want to equip them. I want to train them. We're literally like David's army. My heart breaks for the evangelists of our nation because I have many evangelists that come to me and say, Jackie, I'm an evangelist. I've been an evangelist for 10 years, 20 years. I do not know how to fulfill my call. I know I'm called to preach the gospel, but I don't even know how to preach it. That breaks my heart. But I was the same as well 10 years ago out there witnessing and knowing that I'm meant to preach the gospel, but not even really knowing how to do it. And so I will lay my own life down for the gospel, not only for souls, but also to raise up an army in Australia to see Jesus Christ glorified. This group that we have in Sydney, we now have one in Melbourne running, strong and hard, We have another one that we've just revamped on the Gold Coast called Strike the Ground. We have another one in Liverpool on Saturdays. We have another two offshoots from the Liverpool. And I mean, these are groups of evangelists. Another one just started up in Canberra. They just sent me the photos, a group of evangelists. This is cross-denominational evangelists that are coming together like combine harvesters. Because one can set a 1,000 a flight and two can set 10,000 a flight. So how much more when you have a group of like 10, 20, 30 evangelists? And I also believe as well for Adelaide. For Adelaide. That God reigns over Adelaide. And, and I felt like the Lord was showing me that what will happen is that literally that this place will be so full of people responding to the call of God, responding to sonship, that that revival is gonna spring forth from this house. I feel like that there are forerunners for revival in this house and that you've been marked. There's a grace upon your life to preach the gospel. There's a grace upon your life to go out there to the highways and the byways. And you're gonna pull people out of the fire and bring them in. You know, my brother... He's pre saved, but my brother goes fishing. And my brother says to me, it's so prophetic. He says, Jackie, if you want to catch fish, you need to go fishing. And so, Field of Dreams, if you want to catch souls, you need to go fishing for them. It's time to cast the net. It's time to cast the net. If there's anything that I could release or unleash upon this church, it will be the forerunners for the gospel. I want to show one more clip because we're not just getting people to say a one-time prayer. We're making disciples and we're baptizing them. We're actually working with 16 partner churches across the whole city we run by everyone that gets says, have, has a postcode which links to a local government area, which links to a local church for a follow-up system. But we just had this recently, a Maranatha revival. The Lord said host a revival, meaning Maranatha, as you would know, means come Lord Jesus. A Maranatha revival, God poured out His Spirit. And I want to show you guys just the baptisms. It's the one with the white banner in the background.
1: Jesus, I know I'm going to be with my Lord. Amen. I know, I know I'm going to live in your kingdom right now, not when I get there. He's come to me.
0: Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey all things that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. It's a great commission. That man at the end is a red-hot evangelist now. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a bunch of kids being baptized. And they're actually from Mount Jewett. And I don't know if you know where Mount Jewett is, but it's near Penrith. It's about an hour west of Sydney. And so that family, a family member from that family, saw us online, what we were doing. She brought her whole family on the train, raced to the city. The whole family repented of their sins and received Jesus. And we baptized the whole family, and they are hungry. We're about to kick start a Bible study with them. I'm sure they're going to invite all their neighbors and everyone. There was another girl in there, um, the one that was weeping. And she, she was walking by at Town Hall, and someone handed her the Maranatha Revival. So we printed off 600 flyers. Someone handed it to her. It has this amazing picture of Jesus on it. And she carried that thing around. And, uh, you know, uh, the fear of the Lord gripped her heart throughout the whole week. And she turned up at Maranatha Revival, received Jesus, got baptized in water as a baptism repentance. And then that night she got radically delivered and set free. Not only that, she just brought her mother a week ago to the Friday Night Revival. Her mother got delivered and saved. She just led her flatmate to the Lord, and she contacted me while I've been down here. And so when I get back on Thursday, I'm going to go back and baptize both of them at the beach. So I really believe that God wants to pour out His Spirit upon our great Southland, right? But this requires something of us. The Bible says that we need to be volunteers in the day of His power. And I think as a body of Christ, you know, it's so important to come together and worship. But I implore you, I implore you, to really look around at the world around you and just know that those people around you really do need Jesus. You really do need to share the gospel. You really do need to, and I know a lot of people in here 100% do it. But I just want you to be encouraged that the same thing that God is doing here in these video that. I know 100% he wants to do it all around the nation. And it's not necessarily spot fires, but I believe it's bonfires. I had this vision of the whole east of Australia, from all the way up Queensland, down to Brisbane, Gold Coast, throughout New South Wales, Sydney, all the way down to Victoria and Melbourne, all the way across to Adelaide, and I saw the whole east coast of Australia literally on fire. And in my heart, I know God will do it, but I know also it requires something of me. It requires something of us to step out of the boat. It's amazing to be in church, and I love the church so much. If I had my way, I'd be here every single weekend. I really would. I really would. I just think God wants to literally come so quickly right now. And I really believe that a lot of you, that next week, you're going to step out of the boat and you're going to bring someone. You're going to bring someone to church next weekend. You're going to lead them to the Lord, bring them to church, and then I believe the next week that there'll be baptisms. Do you have faith for that church? So Psalm 68 verse 11 says, The Lord gave the word, and a great army was the company of those who proclaimed it. So us being a great army have a company who proclaims it. We proclaim the good news. We proclaim our God reigns. We proclaim that the devil is defeated. And maybe there's people in here and you don't know Jesus. And maybe you look at these videos and you think, I don't know the Jesus that you know. Maybe you've encountered a person in a book, or maybe you've encountered religion. Maybe you've experienced what you thought was Jesus, but then seeing this, that you realize there's so much more. You know, I I love the gospel, but the gospel is where the power of God unto salvation is. And you might think, well, okay, maybe my soul is saved. You might be thinking, Okay, maybe it is because I grew up in in, in church or I went to Sunday school. Going to Sunday school doesn't save you. Going to church doesn't save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you. You know, on Friday night, there was an Orthodox meeting at Town Hall. And as they were starting to come out of the building, they started to gather around and, and listen to the gospel being preached. And at the end of the night... There was a young girl, I wish I I should have put the photo up, but there was a young girl who came up to me and she said, I've never heard the gospel like this before. And and I actually, I knew the Spirit of the Lord, by the Spirit of the Lord, that she was called to preach the gospel. So I put the microphone in her hands and I said, this is a baton, you need to receive it. And I laid hands on her and prayed over her in the name of Jesus. She received a full-blown baptism of the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, walking around like on fire, completely on fire, weeping and weeping and weeping. And I feel like that's what God wants to do to the ones. Maybe you have a cry in your heart and you think that there's so much more. There's so much more. I want everyone in this place to close your eyes right now. You're going to have a moment with God actually going to fix your eyes on Jesus right now. This is not about your neighbor on your left or your right. This is not about what another person thinks about you. This is not about maybe your parents. It's not about another person's perceptive of you. But It's about you and God right now. I want you to ask yourself this question. If I took my last breath tomorrow, do I know 100% that I would go to heaven? Right now, for some of you, the Holy Spirit is going to start knocking on your heart. Friends, that handle is on the inside. And only you can open that door and let him in.